So, Thursday is Halloween. Um, we got a lot of trick-or-treaters, which is fun. We didn't get... We had, like, two two last year. Really? And I was really surprised. That sounds like because a good there's, I guess it's because everyone's been going to... They do the, like, the business ones now. Proctor has one. Like, Stadium District has one. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I'd want to do that as a parent rather than... I guess. No, I'd rather go to people's houses because then it's like it's you more, can see all yeah. of their. It's like I don't know, more of an adventure. Yeah. And then you get to like stake out who the good houses are. Life goals: be the house with full size candy bars. It's true. Yeah. I can't wait to do that. Not yet. Oh it's yeah. Now. It's so funny. Everyone's like, "Why are you going to Salt Lake for Halloween?" I'm like, "Let me tell you." <laughs> And then all they I have to say is that Halloween. basically they just take it really seriously. <laughs> they really love Halloween here. What is it? Ghost, ghost box, ghost, ghost, um, ghost notes. What the, the fuck thing are you talking about? <laughs> when people leave, um, oh, booed, like getting ghost, booed. Oh. <laughs> it's just booed. Why can't I remember that? I think I've asked you that about five times times in the past year. I've forgotten it every single time until you remind me. You're listening to Something Weird. I'm your co-host, Anna, and this is Brooke. Hi, everyone. Here you'll find semi-regular dialogue on all things paranormal or even just a little bit weird. We're lifelong friends who have had an affinity for the strange since we met. And now we're here to explore these phenomena with you. Each week, one of us will dig into a paranormal tale as we ponder the question, do we want to believe? And this is my time to share. Story time. Story time. My favorite time. You love it. Mm -hmm. I love it. Do you? (laughs) I feel like you get stressed out when it's your turn. (laughs) Kind of, mainly because I just realized I can't ramble. Even though I do. What do you mean? I can't just chime in with whatever comes to mind. Like when you're telling a story. Yeah. I have to follow a, you know, a script. That's true. A story. You are good with the... to convey a message. (laughs) You're good with the uh, commentary. Yeah. That's for sure. Well. Tell me a story. Tonight, our story has us hopping across the pond yet again. And we're going to be taking a look at some sightings in Hull, England. A few years ago, there were several sightings of a horrifying creature named Old Stinker. <laughs> Old Stinker. No, Old Stinker. Okay. So, before we get into uh, the background of ye old stinker, let's have a brief review of werewolf history. A werewolf, or occasionally a lycanthrope, what? Um, is a human with the ability to shapeshift into a wolf. Mm-hmm. Usually it's because they've been put under a curse, or afflicted by a bite, or scratch, or something else from another werewolf, um, mm-hmm. and usually on the night of a full moon. Mm-hmm. So we know all that, but a little bit more about werewolves, just because, I don't know, I feel like vampires and zombies and Frankenstein and basically everything else is a lot cooler. 
or just more interesting. What? What do you mean? Have you seen Vampire Diaries? Twilight? Werewolf in Paris? Silver Bullet? Silver Bullet? Remember how much that scared me? I don't know why, because I thought it was hilarious, and I also got super scared of it. It's a terrible movie. Like, terrible. And what's the other one with, um... Remember we watched it at your apartment that was near Wright Park? Like, teenage, American teenage werewolf. Hmm? And it had, like, um... Gosh, who's Teenage that? werewolf in London? No, 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 Um... What? Teen Wolf? No. No, oh that's my. a great show, though. Another example of how werewolves are awesome. And no, the movie. Who's in it? Michael J. Fox. Yeah. Isn't that, like, American Werewolf in London? Is he in London? I thought he was just in high school. I thought... Well, I think there's... that's. I think it's a sequel, too. Uh... I don't actually remember watching either of them, but no, I'm sure we like did. No, that's, like, the American Werewolf in Paris and, like, all of that shit. Um... I, f- I feel like it's a different one. I have to look it up now. Werewolf movie. Oh, yeah. Okay, never mind. It's just called American Werewolf. Okay, uh, anyway, my point is I disagree with your statement. Werewolves are awesome. I guess I do take it back. There clearly is <laughs> a lot of interest and focus. I don't know. I just... Maybe it's because vampires are sexy. Yeah. Maybe I just think about vampires more. I don't know. I will give you this. I feel like with the other, like, monsters that you're talking about with, like, vampires and Frankenstein and that shit, there's a lot more backstory, so there's a lot more interesting stuff to, like, know about them, where werewolves, it's just like, you're a werewolf. And there's no explanation, there's no history, you know? Well, let me tell you. Turns out it's a little bit of a history lesson and there's a ton that goes behind werewolves and why they're so feared in so many parts of the world. Okay. Specifically, have found Europe um, because it's just a bigger deal over there, I guess. So folklorist Carol Rose wrote the book Giants, Monsters, and Dragons. She says that in ancient Greece, it was believed that a person could be transformed by eating the meat of a wolf that had been mixed with that of a human and that the condition was irreversible. Ew. I don't, I don't really know what that means. So, like, the wolf ate a human, and then you eat the wolf who ate the human. Oh, I, or... I just took that as, like, you take a little hunk of wolf meat, a little hunk of human meat, mix it together, season it, yeah. snack. <laughs> That's what I thought of, too, but it, that just isn't... Who would want to... I don't know. Oh, it just seems I... like a stretch. Centuries later, other methods were said to create werewolves um and that was like being cursed or being conceived under a new moon or eating certain herbs um or sleep like weird things like sleeping under the moon on the third friday of the 15th year something like that okay even down to drinking water that's been touched by a wolf so yeah i mean they were reaching yeah okay it's a really widespread concept um again in european folklore and it's developed during the medieval period. Over time, in the early modern period, werewolf beliefs spread to the New World, along with uh, good old colonialism. Mm. And during that time, they kind of paralleled witches. So, like, the whole Salem witch trials 
in the U.S., it turns out there were the France werewolf trials. There were werewolf trials? Yeah. So it wasn't just women that they were trying to say were evil? Well, I mean, the French seem a lot cooler in a lot of ways when it comes to that kind of stuff. But um, this was in the 1500s, though. So let me just tell you a couple stories of, you know, some of these werewolves or people that were tried for their werewolfery. Different, though, from the Salem Witch Trials, they were actually doing shit, you know, not just being... uh, stubborn or having their own thoughts yeah, and you know educated and you know yeah opinionated witchcraft so, yeah witchcraft those beasts all uh, right so okay tell me about the werewolves so pierre burgo and michelle verdum were convicted for the mutilation and murder of a young boy a woman and a four-year-old girl Ew. seems like a fair werewolf um, labeling, I guess. Gillis Garner was charged with mauling and killing children on the outskirts of the village. Jesus. The tailor of Challens was convicted of using his shot to bait children and then murdering them and storing body parts for later. For later? To do what? Hmm. I don't know. I mean, why does anyone store body parts for later? Uh, okay. Make lampshades out of them, like Ed Gein? Yeah. Candy dishes. I don't know. Goof. Okay. Uh, We've also got Jean Grenier. He murdered and ate uh, 15 children. What? Yeah. And, yeah, I'll just leave that with you for a second. No, I'm just trying to understand how you're saying this is in the 1500s. This is going down. 16? So this was in 1865. Oh. Where so did they it get started, the, the trials oh, started in the okay. 1500s, and like over time, they just kind of continued on. This wasn't it, in a span of five years. Okay. This wasn't a, I mean, it should never happen. Yeah. Because, you know. No, I got duh. you. I'm with you. But even still, 18 whatever it is. How do you have the evidence? How do you figure out that? This guy was killing and eating 15 children. I mean, he might have just copped up to it. Like, a number of people have. Yeah. Um, Okay. I'm just processing. You actually can, though, look into this, um, into the book of werewolves being an account of a terrible superstition. It's a five-issue collection and it was published in 1865 so there's been some I mean someone at that point was like let's let's look into this maybe a little bit more yeah so Jean Grenier he was the first indicator of mental illness showing up in this form known as lycanthropy what is it called again lycanthropy lycanthropy a lichen you know lichen um lichen is derived from the word or lichen, lichen, like lycanthrope. Mm-hmm. And it's basically just someone who has the power of transforming to, into a wolf or gaining wolf-like characteristics. Okay. So they took, like, the mauling and the eating of these people to be, like, that action was them transforming in some way? I think it was more so they're saying, they said, this is clearly mental illness, mm-hmm. so 
those probably of this scientific background looking for a cause, they said, okay, well, this seems very werewolf-esque. Let's right. just call it lycanthrope. So Got it. clinical lycanthropy is a recognized medical condition where people believe themselves to be an animal. So I guess it, it really is like a specific case of people thinking they're animals. Okay. Another case was in 1589. So going back 1500s, a German man named Peter Stube claimed to own a belt of wolf skin that allowed him to change into a wolf. Um, his body would bend into like a dog shape his teeth would multiply in his mouth, and he craved human blood. Stube also claimed to have killed at least a dozen people over two decades. He also said this, though, under really uh, difficult circumstances, like after torture, um, being crushed by stones. What? Yeah, the torture included uh, chunks of his flesh being ripped out with heated pinchers just to get him to talk so that was their version of interrogation yeah Jeez. so it kind of seems like do you either way it would not have been good to be um accused of any criminal activity in the 1500s or suffer from any sort of mental illness oh god no you just no he was decapitated on Halloween of 1589, and his body was burned at the stake. Jesus. He was probably just a poor soul who basically had a mental illness and was punished for it because they never found any evidence of any crime other than his confession. Oh, okay. So they've been having a, you know, werewolf heyday over in... Europe, um, but that doesn't mean that there haven't been sightings in the U.S. and really quite the opposite. It's a huge phenomena here, as you made very clear. But yeah. so, if you think back to Skinwalker Ranch, mm-hmm. you'll remember residents reported seeing like wolf-like creatures mm-hmm. that would kind of stalk them or mutilate the livestock. And they were fucking giant, right? They would like come up to huge door windows. Or yeah, huge, windows. and. They saw a wolf, a huge wolf. It wasn't like a weird hybrid human wolf, but, you know, they shot it and it didn't respond like Mm -hmm. no blood, nothing. So something weird was happening there. A lot of it's tied to ancient Navajo witchcraft practices. There we go. Full circle. Okay. Sightings have been reported, though, across the world and throughout history, obviously. And investigators, though, say like it can be one of many things, but um, one that I really enjoy is misidentified Bigfoot sightings. <laughs> like, okay, no, so... you didn't see a werewolf. <laughs> you saw Sasquatch. Don't be fucking stupid. Jeez, okay, get your cryptids right. Insert. Loser. God. What? How do you just breeze over that? That's huge. Okay. That. No, no, no. You didn't see a werewolf. It was a Bigfoot. Yeah, no. My bad, my bad. No biggie, no biggie. All right. (laughs) What? Okay. Interesting theory. Physically deformed or diseased humans, which that's kind of actually rude because you can't help it if you have, what is it, um, hypertrichosis. So it's basically like people do have this and it's, you know, when they basically grow 
hair all over their bodies, mm-hmm. and it's they're furry. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're hairy. I don't think that's very polite to call them. Well, no, I guess it's true in a way. So, well, it, it just seems a little. I don't know. That seems presumptuous that that many sightings could be linked to really rare and intense deformations or well also are they are they just running around the woods like yeah like what no okay no another bad theory i don't like it and then there's you know the the theory of the human imagination oh fuck you okay i don't know that one seems pretty uh realistic pretty spot on no maybe in some cases yeah i feel like if you chalk everything up to imagination then like what's the point what's the point of living if you don't have an imagination (laughs) (laughs) i mean true though yeah no it's like have an imagination but don't tell me that everything i believe that doesn't make sense is just my imagination that's what drives people crazy Yeah, I agree. I think the word imagination, though, is used a lot of times in places where it should just be broader thinking or Mm -hmm. open-minded. Okay. Because imagination's... Imagination in my mind is something like, you know, it's you're crafting something up or just creating something. And that doesn't... Imagination's great. But I do think people say, oh, they have such a great imagination. When in fact, it could be someone with even evidence saying, okay, well, this is an unpopular opinion, but I am being open-minded and looking past what is maybe factual in the books um, or newspaper or whatever. No, I see what you're saying. And I would agree with you, but I just feel like when, like in this case of people saying, oh, werewolves aren't real, it's just a facet of your imagination. I feel like that's writing you off rather than saying, you potentially are open to something that no one else understands. You know what I mean? Totally. It's just shutting them down in this case. It's saying, I don't want to listen to you anymore. Like, good job, rainbows and whatever. Unicorns. Yeah. Totally. Well, we've got imaginations and open minds. Yeah. Let's go back, though. So now that you've learned a little bit more about werewolves and just like a sliver of their history and pretty gruesome history really there's a long history of werewolves and i i didn't know um i kind of guess i thought it was the same as you just yeah just full moon you're a werewolf that's it but it makes me have a a, like even more appreciation for professor lupin i will say i love him but even more now yeah r.i.p because he's not out killing children i guess like doesn't take much Back to Hall, England, where we were introduced to our protagonist, antagonist. I don't know. Depends what side of the fence you're on. All right. Old Stinker. Oh my God, I forgot about Old Stinker. (laughs) I kind of felt like you did. I was like going to dramatic pause, but then you really didn't look like you knew what I was talking about. And then I kind of lost my place because I was a little bit confused. Like, did I cover him or not? I knew that we started in old-timey England with somebody. I forgot about Old Stinker. Old Stinker! That was like a different life that we were living when that was said. So much has happened. 
half a half a cup of wine ago. <laughs> Let me introduce you to Old Stinker. He is seven feet tall with red eyes and looks to be, well, half man, half dog. And how did he get the name Old Stinker? He has the worst breath, Aww. like terrible breath. Why? Well, probably from digging up graves. Eating rotting flesh. And eating the corpses. Ooh. Um, but the grossest part about him, I mean, not the grossest, because that's pretty gross. A really gross additional thing about him is that his face like remains pretty human-like. His face? Yeah. Ooh. So it's not, it's not necessarily like full wolfish. Wolfie. You can still see it. There have been quite a few sightings around Barmston Drain, which also gives him the nickname the Beast of Barmston Drain. He was first reported in the 18th century. The drain is now on the top 10 list of most haunted sites in England for a number of reasons, too. It's not just Old Stinker that's been seen around this drain or little area. Mm -hmm. Um, There have been multiple sightings of black-eyed children and ghosts as well. So who knows? Maybe there's just like... Maybe it's just the place to be. Yeah, some dark something. It does have a bit of a dark history. The story behind the drain was that it was built in 1798 to help drain the cars and salt marshes, and it's 23 miles long. In 1824, the drain's real history, though, started when Master Teasdale drowned in it. Since then, though, more than 100 people have drowned in the drain, including a double suicide. Yikes. In 1892, an unknown boy was pulled from the drain, and later that year, George Sowen killed his two children, aged four and six, threw them in the drain, and then jumped in, drowning himself. There's quite a bit of negative activity surrounding this 23-mile-long drain. Wow. Okay. So not surprising that some some shit's going down. Yeah. All of this terrible stuff is happening there either. I mean, I don't know if it's a chicken and the egg thing, but mm-hmm. either way, there are not good things happening. So the most accounted for and popular sighting of Old Stinker was from a woman saying that she saw that it stood upright one moment and the next it was down on all fours running like a dog. She says, it bounded along on all fours, then stopped and reared up on its back legs before running down the embankment towards the water. It vaulted 30 feet over the other side and vanished up the embankment and over a wall into some allotments. Wow. Okay. Another couple reported seeing a tall and hairy something jump over an eight-foot fence with a German shepherd in its mouth. That's big. I mean, if you have a German Shepherd in your mouth, you've got to be pretty big. Yeah, that's a big dog. Wow. In your mouth? Yeah. Oof. Yeah, that's like a Finley in your mouth. Eesh. Eesh. Historian Mike Covell, who, quote, loves the unexplained, knows the couple who says that they saw this. And coming from them, it's even stranger because they're pretty straight-laced. Mm-hmm. He says, quote, it was a bit strange, but this couple who I've known for years are trustworthy and very sincere people. They were genuinely scared by something. I'm just not sure what. So what came of that? A hunt? 
people hunted for the werewolf, but nothing came from it. And people always think that they can do that. Like, like it's oh, just going to we'll come just out. Go kill it. Like fucking Beauty yeah. and the Beast style. Like, it's not going to work. If this shit no. has lived this long, you're not a match. Yeah. Angry okay. townspeople. The annoying part about a lot of cryptid sightings or anything really paranormal, especially in this day and age, is that it's pretty much brushed off by, I don't know, most people, including the press. So there's really, mm-hmm. there's really no more information or coverage on Old Stinker. I just love that they call him Old Stinker. Like, for a big-ass guy that's pretty scary, that is a very demeaning nickname. Oh, it's just that old stinker again. Oh, yeah. Running around with a German shepherd in its mouth again. <laughs> Crazy old stinker. <laughs> the Crazy old stinker. It's not like he's called old stinker yeah. because he's farting or something. That's something that you'd kind of call, like, your grandpa behind his back. This is someone who stinks because his breath reeks of rotting corpses. Yeah, that's horrifying. That old stinker. Like, they do not give a fuck. So I'm going to show you this picture, though. Um, <laughs> I mean, there are lots of great pictures. Um, how are you going to call this guy old stinker? Oh, my God. Is that a child he has in his mouth? Yeah. That's fucked. Oh, my God. There goes old stinker again. Yeah, just eating kids. Eating up the kids. Tearing heads off. That dog in the background. It's like, hey. He's like, come on, you're giving us a bad name. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, that's frightening. Kind of ends there. I mean, there are a couple other stories of people seeing him, but nothing really past that so Hmm. it's really a just a a little beast to join the ranks it's a big old beast do you believe (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of one of those where it's like what what more what i can't really give you anything else yeah no well i mean i feel like that's the case with a lot of these like cryptids too yeah there is a few sightings. It's very just like, oh, this was seen here by this person, and that's kind of it. And there is no story. Like, if you knew their story, we would probably believe in them more. Or yeah. le- there would be less, like, speculation around it. So, yeah, this is just kind of, like, par for the course of cryptids. I guess my real question would be, now that I give it just a little bit more thought... Um, there are a couple different ways this could go. Do you think that, you know, werewolves, the idea of them kind of came from, I mean, lycanthropy, people kind of, people seeing these behaviors, like this just Mm -hmm. awful, awful stuff, and then like needing to blame it on something because obviously they weren't in touch with, you know, the needs and seriousness of mental illness during those times. So it's kind of like you had to reason, you had to reckon with it somehow. So that's like one way of looking at it. You could also say like, yeah, over time, somehow through either some curse or 
evolving or who knows, um, there really are beings that are afflicted by some sort of um, supernatural werewolf transformation. Mm-hmm. Um, or even looking back to kind of the the skinwalker theory or belief that it stems from something more spiritual or all of the above. So the first thing that comes to mind, and I kind of, I wanted to Google it. So there is like vampirism is a, is a thing mm-hmm. to be convinced that you are a vampire and like have the same needs, but there is a psychological term for the disorder. Ugh, I'm not finding what I was looking for. There's Renfield syndrome. Um, I don't know. I can't find it. I would have to look back at my class stuff. I had my students do like a case study in diagnosis where I give them like tidbits of a person's like um, their symptoms and what they were going through in their background and then had them diagnose like as we went through the segments. That's like a super cool project. Yeah, it's really fun. Like, that's the fun stuff you can do once you actually, you know, get through all the grunt work and the not-so-exciting stuff. But the diagnosis was this Renfield's disorder. There's some other term for it that's used um, within, like, the, the study itself. People can suffer from mental disorders or mental illness and exhibit these symptoms that we correlate to, like, these supernatural characters because they don't make sense. And they're scary. Yeah. Like craving blood and needing that and getting really angry and vicious towards people when you don't get it. That's the stuff of horror movies. Yeah. Quite literally. I almost think like back in the day when we couldn't make sense of it, we made up folklore. Like you were saying, like that's kind of where I lean is that there are real mental disorders that people are suffering from. Yeah. Yeah. But the way for us to wrap our heads around it before we had, you know, modern medicine and science Mm -hmm. was to turn it into a story. But part of me still wants to believe that there's some supernatural force at play. That would be interesting. I'm more, I'm more inclined to believe in something like Sasquatch. That's like a, a really specific species that just hasn't been quite discovered yet Mm -hmm. than I am to believe in something like werewolves and vampires where that sounds like abnormal behavior that we just haven't figured out or hadn't in the past. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. No, totally. And it's, um, it's also another thing to imagine, um, like a lot of the cryptids that I think people do believe in or or strongly support at least like Sasquatch and the Loch Ness monster and Chupacabra. They're, they're all more animals rather mm-hmm. than human hybrids. Mm-hmm. Um, whether Bigfoot or Sasquatch, you know, does have more of a grasp of, I don't know, or is just more intelligent. Like, I don't know, because that could just be like a monkey or an, an ape. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's just, it's easier to think of, it all kind of ties together because it's kind of like, I can ask you one week, well, do you believe in hexes? And you're like, mm-hmm. well, n- 
ultimately no. So then how could that lead into, um, into this? Or I guess one branch of how werewolfism came to be because it's really, you know, someone cursed them. Right. Honestly, like every week I feel conflicted and like I'm going back and forth and saying different things because, yeah, like I don't really believe in hexes. I have no, there's just nothing for me to like grab onto there, but I'm open to the idea. Like why not be able to curse someone? So if I'm open to that idea, why shouldn't I be open to the idea that someone could be cursed to become an animal and become this werewolf? I just, and maybe it's the way that it's presented or I don't know. I just feel like I'm constantly conflicting what I believe in or like what I'm going to give a chance. I think that's fine though. I totally believe that there are things that we haven't discovered yet. I mean, if you go to this one, have you looked at that Russian fisherman's account? No. It is bonkers. I'll send it to you right now. It is so cool. And he basically, like, he does deep diving, deep dive fishing, and, show, like, posts all these pictures of the things they find and, like, catch from the ocean. Oh, cool. And when you see these kind of things, you realize... Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, these, the things on Earth, as they are now, look like they're from our alien dreams. Mm -hmm. So why, it just, I don't know. I think it's just, uh, just ridiculous to think that we've figured it all out. Well, it kind of goes back to what we were saying of like, oh, shit. Ew, look at its nostrils. Oh, I don't like that. Mm Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, I don't either, but, like, that just proves my point. Just go to his page and you'll just lose your mind. Yeah, I mean, I guess I was saying, like, it goes back to that, um, the argument of, like, it's not imagination, it's just being open-minded, and I feel like I'm open-minded to all of this stuff. It's just hard for me to, like, wrap my head around werewolves and vampires being a real thing, you know? Just because it's been so, like, fantasized. Well, and I think, too, because they're so close to, they're given human humanity, which I guess is kind of funny, too, if you think about it. Like, why do we, mm-hmm. why do we envision that um, aliens or anything extraterrestrial is going to be this, like, either super smart, um, like, different type of being? Because <laughs> what if it's just another earth like not earth but you know lame ass people yeah just people or what if they're just like bugs you know i mean that's probably more likely than anything i say that but i have no idea that's just as yeah and i can agree with you there yeah basically i don't know anything about this but i do know that i'll keep an open mind i know i went down a rabbit hole (laughs) All right. So it's been a it's been a journey into our uh belief system, I guess, this week. Went deep all thanks to a uh, old stinker. I just keep forgetting the old stinker was a part of this entire conversation. It's like the gift that keeps on giving. 
I know, because I'm like, yeah, we really did, like, evaluate things and really, you know, think about our beliefs. And then there's old stinker. (laughs) We want to know what you think, too. Uh, Maybe you have deeper beliefs or you have uh, maybe some extra information that helps you to believe about any of this stuff. Um, Werewolves, other cryptids, um, let us know. You can tell us. We want to hear. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Something Weird Podcast. We want to hear every chilly detail of your stories, whether they're paranormal, spooky, or just plain weird. And if you enjoyed any bit, or maybe all of our podcasts, uh, please let us know by giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, because it does make a big difference for us to keep going and informing the people with all our great knowledge. So, we passed the 20 episode mark. Congratulations, Anna. Good work. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for listening once again. We'll be back next week. So until next time, stay weirdy. Wee.